Teens Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queens Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Queens Lead Podcast. Today, we have guest Andrea Fillmore. She is here with Strategic Hype and she is also a fellow Okie. Welcome, Andrea. Hey, girl. Hey, so glad to hey, be girl, here. Hi. Friend That's of the how pod. We greet each other. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the pod, fellow podcaster, fellow marketer, fellow brand messaging guru. I'm so excited to um, be with her here today. So, Andrea, tell us, uh, tell the guests who you are and kind of what it is that you do. My name is Andrea, and I am a copywriter and mission statement expert specializing in brand messaging. And um, yeah, I got started actually. I was working in the nonprofit world and got into nonprofit communications, really, really fell in love with that and started to learn about what is donor-centric messaging, what is audience-centric messaging. And I yeah. thought, man, if I can write compelling copy that raises money for inner ear hair cell drug delivery systems, like I can write for <laughs> anyone. I can make any shit interesting if I can do that. I know, I know. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to do it. And so like I started Strategic Hype uh, in January of 2020. And what a great time to start I a know. business. It, it actually worked out so good because like I would work my nine to five and then I do that five to nine and I didn't have anything else. And I wasn't in a relationship at the time. So I just had nothing but time. So yeah. it worked really good. And that helped me define my core product, the hype kit. That was the very beginning stages of all that. And um, yeah, been going strong ever since. I love it. So all always worked in nonprofit? No, actually that's like the first quote, like office job I'd ever had. Uh -huh. And I, it, it killed me. I hated it. I had always worked like retail and food service and just been a student, you know, in college and and I love being a student and I love retail and I loved food service more than retail, but I was, it wasn't a passion of mine. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got a real job. And then I was like, I hate this so much. Like, I hate this <laughs> real job. This sucks. I don't like being told what to in? do. My degree actually, this, this always takes people for loop. My degree is actually in church leadership. Okay. No, that so doesn't like, see in being in marketing, like that doesn't throw me off at all because yeah. everyone I know, I probably 30% of the marketers I know came from, um, the church came from pastoring or, or some kind of church leadership, yeah. including my husband and partner was also in church leadership, but you and I have connected over that quite a bit. So, um, yeah, very so interesting. I'm, I'm ordained. Yeah. That doesn't help me in marketing, but here we are. <laughs> you minister to me every day. Oh, thank you. Same. <laughs> I Likewise. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So tell us how you decided to, I mean, I know you said you started in like, well, I guess a little bit pre COVID. So it's kind of a, a nice decision to make right before that. Actually, mm -hmm. many people I talked to are like, I started January, 2020 and oh my God, that sucked. Cause you know, I was an esthetician and, or something like, oh, oh yeah. But for you, that was kind of a blessing, but how did you, did you just get fed up enough? What was it? What was that catalyst? that was like, nope, I'm doing my own thing. I had an itch for a while and I never had seen myself as an entrepreneur. Um, in 
my high school days, my dad started a business and it was so bad. He did so bad. Oh. It was retail store and it, he was really gifted, but had no business acumen and yeah. didn't take it seriously. Didn't really work, worry about the books or whatever. And, and so I had always, I was scared. Cause like my family yeah. is not a family of entrepreneurs. They're like the play it safe type, you know, like my mom worked an HR at a college for 20 something years. Wow. So it was like, you get a job and you're stable and you have that 401k and you have the insurance and you stick it out. I think for me, I was surrounded with friends who were entrepreneurs that just happened to be like my circle at the time. And I got the itch, man. I saw that they were, you know, paying their bills. They could make their own schedule. They would go on vacations. And it was just like this different life. And I was like, wow, if I could make money and control my own schedule and do what I want to do, you know kind of a, yeah, a flip. So yeah. there was like a year overlap where I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And in January of 2020, a friend of mine said, get your credit card. We're going to file your LLC right now. Oh my gosh. With, with the secretary of state. And I walked out, she's like, communication is your superpower. You love speaking and you love writing. You're just going to do it. And I, you know, spent that hundred dollars and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. What have I done? But I knew oh like, gosh deep down, I was like, man, I, I, it was a couple years. I turned 40, I'm 42 now. So I turned 40 a little bit after that, but I was like, man, I will always wonder what if, and I would rather try and fail right. than, you know, not try at all. And I was That's like, right. I'm going to go for it, you know? And I was really yeah. scared to tell my family because they were so like, my brother was like, you know, he's in the military. So he's got that career oh, okay. activity and my yeah. mom. So I was nervous at first to share with them, but I was like, look, I've done the research. I know how much my health insurance is going to cost. I know what I need to make. I've already been making enough. So like, you know, yeah. go for it. Yeah. And yeah. then you found out what it's like to have all that free time and freedom and travel, right? Right. It's yes. so perfect. This perfect life we all have as entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's perfect. It's easy. Everyone <laughs> it's so should easy. do it. It's not hard Everybody jump right in. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you wish you'd known? I mean, because I'm Gosh. similar with you. I did not have an example of entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. like zero business owners. My grandfather's owned some businesses when I was very young and, you know, they were dead by the time I was, you know, in school. So it didn't really even, there was no connection. My family was that more like play it safe and probably even a little less safe, like not the 401k and kind of, but just like we have these stable jobs that pay us all yeah. the time. And, you know, that was all I knew. So it was, there's a crap load of mistakes I made. What? What do you wish you'd known looking back? Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like I kind of had a jump start because I was friends with so many entrepreneurs and they guided yeah. me, you know, so well. And I'm so thankful to have had all of them in my life. And I still have a really solid group that I rely on that are further along in their journey than I am. Um, I think the main thing that everyone should know is the business you start is not the business you will have in six months or 12 months or three years. That's a big one. Um, I think you're probably the only person who said that on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's so going to change. It's like having a baby who is always a part of your life. It's a part of your own identity. And so if you don't allow room for flexibility and growth and evolution, yes. you're going to be really frustrated. And there's going to yeah. be high highs and low lows and stress and sleepless nights and like big celebrations, you know, but just being open to evolve and change. And I think a big yes. part of that is like always staying curious, like what mm -hmm. excites me about what I do? Cause at first, you know, I was like, I'm a copywriter yeah, and that's it. And I would just write anything. And then I was like, 
well, this idea that I have for this, I used to call it like a white paper for business, right? It was the yeah. hype kit in the early days. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, what if we did that for business? Cause I'd come from the medical world, you know, writing white papers yeah. Yeah. Um, about our research. And I thought, you know, what if, and what if, and what if, and I just kind of followed that curiosity and um, I still do that. You know, I try to always ask myself, you know, what are you curious about? What is exciting? What is interesting? Because I think that's running a business is so hard because you're doing everything. And so, you know, you think you're going to start a business and be a marketer or a writer or a photographer, and really you're going to be 10% that and 90% admin and sales and invoicing and stress and all those other things. So the curiosity, I think is what keeps it fresh for me. It's like, how can I make this better? What if I tried this? And what if I did this? And so, yes, yeah, I think that would be my advice to anybody starting a business. Yeah. yeah stay curious and, and don't be married to that, to that baby, to that idea, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, we just actually, this is great life advice. Anyway, I, my husband, my ex-husband and my current husband sat down with my teenage son the other day, 19 and said, look, just because you're on this path right now, don't feel like you take the next step on that path. If, if ever that path doesn't feel like the right one, turn around and go down a different path. It's okay yeah. to change your mind. And yeah. if something isn't working, it's okay to change that, that, bit, that business iteration. Like, you know what? I actually really love this part of my business. I freaking hate this part. Do more of this part that you love, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. That's been a big realization for me as well. And our business has definitely changed a lot since the beginning. It's nothing yeah. like it was at the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, wow. Okay. Well, so tell us about the hype kit. What, what's today's hype kit look like? What is your, like, what is your deliverable and how are you helping businesses now with this mission? Because I think a lot of businesses start out and they don't even have that mission. So they don't know why they're doing what they're doing in the first place, which is where you come in to really help that clarity mm-hmm. and help them move forward after that. Right. Yeah. And so the hype kit started, like I said, as a white paper for business. And really it was just body copy of say, like, this is who you are, what you do, why you're good at it, why people should do business with you that can be repurposed in different places, but it evolved. And now I'm way more into the mission. And I realized that, you know, mission is so integral to every part of life, whether it's your personal life, your business life. And I think it's, I feel like a lot of people think that missions or mission statement is outdated or it's something that only churches use or whatever, but it's really like how you get to where you want to go. You know, vision is way out in the future, but you have to have a mission and that's the road that gets you there. Is how are we going to do yeah. this? Why do we do what we like? Um, so I help businesses clarify their mission and communicate their value. Um, and the real beauty of the hype kit is in the perspective of an outside person. Cause you run a business and you know how hard it is to talk about your own business because you're yeah. so entrenched in it, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of business owners are sabotaged by their own expertise because they think, oh, I know all the stuff. So I'm just going to write my own web copy. And people are like, I don't understand what you're talking about right now because yeah. they're so deep in it. And the audience oh is gosh. like so removed from it. And so I come in as that neutral third party and I'm like, okay, tell me what makes you great and then break it down. So the hype kit really is a brand messaging package with a focus on mission. So we start with an interview and we, uh, I will craft three mission statements and then we work on those together till we get something that's punchy. That's easy to remember because I believe mission statements are very, very, uh, 
everybody has their own opinion on them, but I believe that they should be able to double as like an elevator pitch, right? If you can't remember it, then it's not going to do you any good. It's not something you yeah. can't forget. So we work really hard on the mission statement. From there we do, uh, once that's approved, I'll take all my notes from the interview and write just long, long body or long form copy. Uh, and most people take that and repurpose it for website. I had a client tell me yesterday she was interviewed when she won an award and she used it in the magazine, like a yeah. So it's got, it's multi-use and then we go through that, through the edits. And then I also provide a mission statement field guide, which shows people how to get the most out of that mission statement and not let it die on the shelf. Where yeah. to use it. A lot of times I'll come through their LinkedIn profile and show them exactly how to do it, how to word it, where to put it. And then I give them a social media starter pack. So it's 10 uh, core messaging um, captions that they can use and reuse on social media because as you know, marketing is a practice and repetition. So Absolutely. we work to, you know, reuse those messages with updated <clears throat> images until people really start to track with what you're doing. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great product for businesses. And I think the best thing, my favorite thing is when people are like, wow, I've never sat and thought about that, or they feel clarity and they feel relief. Um, cause they've that got a crystal clarity. clarity. Yeah. They've got a clear <laughs> mission, messaging, and just that totally, totally robust, like confidence that they're like, oh, this is what I do. And I can say it drop. A yeah. Pass. So yeah, it's really fun. It is fun. Do you love fun. work? I'm sure you work with plenty of new businesses, but I can only imagine the joy you get in sparking that in, in an established business that's been around and been doing that hard work. And they've got these great systems and processes yeah. and they're excellent at what they do. And they just freaking cannot get that word out. That must be yeah. really fulfilling to finally, to watch an established business owner get it. It is. And it's so like, uh, this year I, I wrapped up a big project. I just helped I worked with free mom hugs, which is the national organization. Yes, We rebranded all of their messaging, including a brand guide for internal messaging. And like this, these are the acronyms we use and why. And so we were yeah. deep into brand persona and all of that too. Um, but it's fun because I'm like, I'm impacting an organization and bringing them clarity and they're in yes. all 50 States. And like, that's the big one that I've, I've done recently. And it was just a blast. The team was that's so sweet. So much fun. Yeah. I, awesome. Yeah. I can't, I got to meet the, uh, dad's hub Two group. Uh, there's like a dad's adjacent group now that I love here in Oklahoma city. Um, I think they're national too, but, um, totally that's behind awesome. that organization and what they do. It's incredible. Um, yeah. Like I love being able to, my background is in medical as well. I'm a nurse. And so being able to serve so many more patients and clients via that business that you help clarify that message and bring more people to them is so satisfying a feeling and you don't get your hands near sturdy. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> For you, don't sure. get dirty. you don't get near as dirty doing that. That clarity that you're bringing, um, definitely must move people to action. Tell us the difference, or maybe you can give us an example of what's the difference between a vision and a mission. And how do you love this. to delineate that for people? Ah, good. Yeah. We're Here we go. Give it to them. Good now. Yeah. Vision is like where we want to go. Like if we could do anything, be anything like what in the future do we want to accomplish? Like that's far out, right? That's something yeah. you share internally with your team or just with you. Like this is where I want to go. And yeah. your mission is something you share with everybody. Like, uh, I, I, 
did a mission statement. I redid it for a local company and their mission statement was so long and wordy and they had made it in the eighties. And then the finished product was we give businesses the tools they need to get noticed and be remembered. But that's everything that they do is encompassed in those phrases and that one phrase, but that's not where they want to be, right? That's how they do it. We give tools so you can be. So it's like what we do and what you get. So, and then the outcome is get noticed, be remembered. So it's really cool to look at the distinction, like vision, like I said, is way, way out there, but mission to me is more of the day-to-day. It's like, why am I doing, what am I doing here? Why? Yeah. Why does it yeah. matter? Because I yeah. can look at my work every day and be like, well, why does it matter that I'm just writing words? Like anybody can get really, really nihilistic in their work. Mm-hmm. Right. That's For sure. where the mission comes in. It's like, I'm on a mission today to help yeah small businesses and nonprofits clarify their mission and communicate their value because I believe in community. So like my, my personal mission statement for behind the business says I do work that I love with people I care about to provide money and time for my family and give generously to the community that surrounds me and causes I believe in. That's really wordy. I wouldn't normally do something that big for a business, but like for me, I have that taped on my computer. I've got it on my journals. Like every day I know why I'm working. Yeah. And the how for me is the business, right? How do I do work that I love? How do I connect with people I care about? How am I providing money and time for myself and my family? How am I giving generously? It's through my work, right? So if, if, if we can connect our work to people's personal lives and cause them or incentivize them or connect with them in a way that causes them to have a higher purpose in their work. That's where you see people really, really embracing their roles, coming to the table with new ideas, being a team player, like being really hungry to get out there and serve something that's not just a paycheck. And so mission is just so crucial to the everyday operations of how you do it and why you do it. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's just, to me, it's almost like the key ingredient and most people are missing it. Yeah. And I mean, there's a huge conversation about company culture now, like people have a serious choice about where they work, how they work, when they work from where they work. And it, that whole, just like, we're all going to pitch in and get it done kind of mentality, especially in service-based industries, as you know, is very, and in restaurant industry, it's very prevalent. So Maybe you can speak a little bit to how clarifying that vision and mission specifically to a team can impact that company culture and get everybody on the same page and working toward that, that common vision and goal. Yeah. I think if, if you implement a new mission, let's assume, um, that's a long process, right? And so there's ways to do that over time, but let's say, you know, you have a mission statement, you're trying to connect with employees part of that is like the mission defines who you are. So if you are interviewing candidates, then you are presenting the mission at the beginning, or Mm -hmm. your mission is very clear to your customers, to your potential employees, to the community, people are going to, first of all, like self-select and say, this is a company that I agree with their mission and I'm going to be involved and they're going to give you their business. They're going to try and work for you or they're not. So having that publicly 
internally, externally is already going to create um, kind of a higher bar for what you expect from your customers and what you expect um, from your employees. And people, a lot of people know that going in. And um, so it's just so powerful, even from the beginning of employment. And then every day as you go in, you know, day in, day out, everybody comes to a point where they have a bad day and you're just like, why am I even here? If there's something that connects you to yes. the purpose, you know, and, and that's, what's really sad. A lot of nonprofits have this huge grandiose mission, but people can't connect with it. Yeah. That work there. Their mission statement so much is so outward focused and, you know, nonprofits, they will have employees that connect with a mission, but they don't feel personally like the culture is right or they're not mm-hmm. being paid fairly. So you get all this turnover and stuff because the mission feels good on the outside, but on the inside, it's not being implemented well. Mm-hmm. And that's not just nonprofits, um, but it is something we've seen a lot of in nonprofits. Um, there's just so much turnover in that industry. So yeah, chin is just vital. It's like having a heartbeat. Otherwise you're just a corpse going to work, you know? Right. Absolutely. And with a nonprofit, I mean, you've got, you already have two messages that are going out to those they serve and then their donor base, which is typically not who they serve. You know, that donor base is completely different. And then I think the one piece, a lot of them get that, those two pieces, right. But it's that third internal piece that you're talking about that is it's a struggle, right? Because we all know, like I, I serve on the board of a nonprofit, like everybody's involved in nonprofits these days and it's all for that mission, but we, we need everything fast. We need everything for free. Everything's like taped together and bubble gum and duct taped. And that does not create that culture that makes people want to buy in to that mission and come yeah. in for maybe a little less pay than what you would get out yeah. in corporate world. Right. Yeah. And I think in nonprofits specifically, people are willing to sometimes make less if they really connect with the vision, but then they become disillusioned when they get inside and it's, you know, not from the inside out, like it's not lived in the culture. It's not taken through. It's something that we do on the outside. And so it's really disheartening. It's not impossible to overcome, but I think mission is just so overlooked or it was something, you know, a lot of nonprofits, they have this founders problem where the founder started the, the organization in the sixties and they've died. Mm-hmm. And now they're the new people are trying to honor that, but they don't want to change. And so yes. like evolution, going back to the idea of evolution and growth, it's just, it's all connected. And I think the mission really can be that glue that holds it all together and keeps things afloat. But, um, you know, it's just, I really wish that more organizations had mission statements, but I'm biased. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Everybody needs one. <laughs> What, um, excuse me, (laughs) pardon me. How do you, um, after you have the messaging, um, kind of defined and you have this deliverable, um, how do you suggest that that business go about implementing that in a consistent way internally and externally? Do you, do you help give them some guidance on that as well? Yeah, a lot of that comes from the very beginning. So the onboarding, the strategy strategy session, I'll ask them, you know, what led you to change your branding or what led mm-hmm. you to do this? And what are you seeking to like change or improve or grow or impact yeah. through this process? So like one of my favorite clients, I tell her she's my favorite all the time because she's really used this hype kit in a way that I've seen maybe only one other company do it. But like- mm-hmm. 
she's just really getting her money's worth. And it's, she's, she's utilized it for her web copy. That's what she came for is web copy. And I said, what you really needed is to zoom out and like, let's take this apart and, you know, yeah. rework it. And so she's got the mission statement that she's got on her social media all the time. She's using that. She's used the copy, like in that magazine interview, I've seen people put parts of the copy on, um, car air freshener packages like that they give. I mean, it's possibilities are endless, but a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, what do you want to use this for? How do you want to implement it? Um, most commonly it is for website, but it can be used for brochures, for emails, for really sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that repetition, right. Of reusing yeah. that same message. It has to be the same message moving mm -hmm. forward, unless your vision and message changes keep using the same language. I think a lot of people, um, feel like they, they want to, they, they feel the need to change it up, right? Oh, we're going to change up what we're saying today. We're going to change up the color of this graphic. We're going to yeah. stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. That's bad. That's people bad. People are afraid of repetition. I was talking to a marketing yes. friend the other day about this. They're afraid of repetition, but people need it. Like, how do you learn your ABCs? It's through repetition. How do you learn to count? It's through repetition. How do you learn to multiply yeah. So it's like people see so much, they are you just taking in so much content constantly yes. that they they yes. have to see it a thousand times before they're like, yes. Hey, and so yeah. many of my clients are like, yeah, I, I saw you on social like two years ago. And I just was like, oh yeah, I think I need that. So yeah. repetition is not a bad thing in marketing. Mm -hmm. It's actually really, really good for you. So don't be afraid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And consistency. Repetition yes. and consistency, stay consistent yes. and repeat it over and over and over. Yes. You will eventually get results. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> eventually it will happen. So maybe tell us about, um, have you really screwed it up yet? Have you like made a great big old fat mistake that mm. you'd like to share and, and deter others from making? No, I, I and that's not me being proud. I do have <laughs> something similar and I was hoping we'd get to it. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, people are afraid to fail in entrepreneurship when the reality is you fail more than you win. Okay. But the thing is, so like a year ago, I took a full-time job after I had worked on my own for over two years. So now I have a full-time job as a copywriter and I work at an agency, a branding agency. And then I also work strategic hype full-time. Really? Okay. It's cool. I sleep. That's cool. Okay. Zero. <laughs> you sleep really well because you're exhausted, right? <laughs> yes. There it is. Yeah. Winning. But I think I had a lot of trepidation about that because it felt like failure to me. Mm -hmm. When in reality, my relationship status changed and my priorities shifted significantly. And so there were several months where I was like, I feel like I failed. I'm not a real entrepreneur. I'm not yeah. a real business owner. And I still feel that sometimes, but I, I think like, whether it's productivity or entrepreneurship or whatever, it's so dangerous to like, see a solution like, oh, Hey, how this person gets X things done or how I started my business. Like comparison is the worst thing you can do. Oh yeah. Forget that. <laughs> So it's like, take what you can learn from other people. And then if it doesn't apply to you, then just trash it or save it yeah. for later. But like knowing yourself, why did I start this business? 
and goes back to personal mission. Why did I start this business? What is it that I want to get out of it? What is it I'm trying to do in the world? And like, what does my life look like right now? Where I was, I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship now. Like I want to have more financial stability. And also I'm tired of paying $400 a month for health insurance for just yeah. me. So, yeah. But that, but I have like a dream day job totally flexible scheduling, great workload, fantastic culture, clear vision. It's phenomenal. It's not perfect, but like it goes back to Shakespeare, I guess, like to yourself, just be true to yourself because you know what challenges you're facing. You know, what struggles you're facing, whether that's personal, professional, entrepreneurial, financial, like, you know what you need. And we always tend to like, look for permission so it was yeah. hard for me to not ask, is it okay? Like, who am I going to ask? Who am I going to get a pat on the back? And I just had to yeah. go, what? This is the life I'm building and nobody else has to uh, answer it's for just it. It's me here. So like, it's me and me. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. what do I want? I want the stability of this and the added income and freedom to do this. And actually, since I've been doing both, my business has grown. Absolutely they balance each other and I can say yes to just the things I want to do. I don't have to do some of the other junk work that I was yeah. past, you know? Yeah. It's been really freeing. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And let's see, I'm about three and a half years into business now. So yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, be true to yourself and do what you need in the season and just know that's going to change. That's it. That's absolutely yeah. it. And I mean, you're, that's the true definition of an entrepreneur is you're doing what it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think something I heard recently, actually, I was, I think I was listening to some pre-recorded training by Grant Cardo the other day, just every, every once in a while, I fall into somebody's funnel and be like, you know what, let me hear what they have to say. But, um, <laughs> you know, you never know, you never know what value you might bring from something. But, um, <clears throat> he was talking about, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He was talking about, um, Oh my God. And now it's fallen out of my head. Shit. <laughs> um, oh, 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 he was talking about some of the things you see as, um, as a debit in your life or is really an asset or, you know, something you mm. see as a detriment is actually an asset, you know, and if you don't put those assets to work for you, you're never going to know how things, you know, fall out. So you thinking, you know, I'm going to take this full-time copywriting job. You think, well, shit, I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. Now I'm yeah. somebody's full-time and I just got this little side gig. Oh, great. I'm in, I'm somebody's MLM hon. Oh, what am I going to do? You know? And, and really what you have is a beautiful relationship and a great culture that's giving you practice and repetition at what you already love to do. And is mm-hmm. also being a feeder for your other business than letting you grow in that way. So totally not a detriment getting yeah. shit done, doing what it takes as an entrepreneur, which we all know yeah. We all got to sling a little leg, do something here and there sometimes <laughs> to make that men's meet. So Ooh, yeah, you gotta... no, good for you. I'm proud Thank for you. you. I'm glad for you. That's amazing. I'm so happy that you fell into that and, and that you've kind of overcome that, that, um, that bad feeling because yeah. no, you're doing what it takes and that's what it is. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And I'm happy, you know, that's it. Are you happy? Do you I like am. your life? Like that's what, that's what it's it. all about. Yeah. <laughs> I like this thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, so tell us, um, um, what about, um, putting yourself out there and networking and getting leads oh. for your business other than 
your Girl. now like lovely little lead funnel you have from your day job as well. What, what does that take? And what can a new, somebody who's new or, or seeking new clients, what, what can you teach us about that part? Oh man. So before I quit my old job and before I started strategic hype, it's really a cool story. I was an assistant to the, I don't remember the title. I, I was an executive assistant at that other place at the nonprofit. And then yeah. the executive quit. And I was like, what do I do? Am I going <laughs> to yeah. get fired? Like I'm an assistant to this role that doesn't exist. And so I, yeah. was, I got nervous at the time, at the same time, I was like really struggling. I had just kind of stepped away from the church. And so I've got this spiritual thing going on and I've got this purpose thing going on. And then my work is disrupted. And I'm like, what am I doing? What's happening in my life? Yes. So, and, and you know, that's, that's the time where I realized that that church leadership degree is not what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like a really wild 2018 was not a great year for me, but it was, it's the one I'm most grateful for. So I just started getting involved. Cause I wanted at, at the time I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be <clears throat> valuable to my employer. I've been here for like six months or eight months or something less than a year. And I was like, I'm on the shopping block. What do I do? So I started yeah. just researching Facebook and Eventbrite and going to anything that was nonprofit related that sounded interesting and it was free. Yeah. And then that grew into me uh, checking out a couple of things like creative mornings. So I did that and I just went hoard into networking. I would go mm -hmm. to anything. If it was free and sounded remotely interesting, I would go and I would show yeah. up and I didn't have, because I had stepped away from the church and was going through kind of some trauma there. I didn't have any friends in OKC really. Yeah. I lost most of my core community and I was like, this is do or die. I have to get out there. So I was just hustling. I was out three, four nights a week doing anything I could. Yeah. And, uh, I just developed some really great friendships. And then, so creative mornings was such a powerful thing for me personally. Um, and then the next, so I started volunteering right away. And then the next, about a year later, I co-hosted for a year, um, and just got to know everyone. And at the time business was not on my radar at all. And so then when it came time to start my business, I was like, I'm going to start a business. I have no customers. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, the word just got around, you know, I had all these friends in the creative industries and uh, that ran small businesses that wanted my product that were freaking so brave and were like, yeah, I'll hire you. And I remember the first time somebody wrote me a hundred dollar check, like it was nothing. And I was like, yeah, what? Holy crap. You're going to pay me 750. And then I was just like, what is this illegal? Okay. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, the imposter syndrome. Okay. Got I it. know. So it was just crazy because like, if it wasn't for that year and a half of just like investing in community, I gave my time away to anyone that asked for it. I volunteered my ass off. I was doing stuff all over the place, but I always tell people, if you want to build anything, you've got to do your time and serve without any, any expectation. You have That's to just it. give it away. That's it. And over time, those people I met in 2018, they're still some of my best friends. Most of them have been clients. And then all my clients for the most part, except for like two or three have come through that network of friends, 
networking, referrals, referrals of referrals. And I've had friends uh, that have become clients and clients that have become really good friends. And so networking is like one of the most powerful things you can do. And, you know, just to hit it on the head again, like you've got a mission statement that works as an elevator pitch. It takes the scary right out of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing what you're going to say when you show up is the hardest part. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it was and for I'm, me. I'm introverted. So like, I hated doing it, but I yeah. knew it was necessary to like grow my community and to, and that's why in my purpose statement, so much of it is like, I want to give generously to the community that surrounds me and the causes I believe in, because those people put me where I am now. And I'm yeah. all the time trying to entrepreneur and give away knowledge or entrepreneur to mentor entrepreneurs to give away knowledge to, you know, Hey, I, can I pick your brain? Yeah, you can, because yeah. I'm here because I've done that a thousand times with everybody else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know how many brains I've picked through in the last few yeah, years? So yeah. Many. So yeah. many. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I went through the exact same thing. I was, I, I told uh, everybody I knew I was like, I am planting an orchard. I am planting yes. an orchard in Oklahoma city. And mm. I mean, I have been from Edmond to Norman to Yukon to maybe not quite as far as Midwest city, but to more for sure. And just gotten to know everybody I could and every kind of business I could asking them questions and asking how I can be of value to them. Like you yeah. said, and just teaching and, you know, and I think so many people think they have nothing to offer someone who's above them, right? Like you want to get in those rooms where you're stupid, like, please go to a room where you're the dumbest person. Do not go and try to start leading something when you don't know really anything, yeah. but go be dumb, go just absorb, but you still have something to offer them. I would take for granted, like, well, of course, everybody knows what Canva is. Everybody knows how to change out a Canva template. Well, the hell they do. No, they didn't. I've taught that class a hundred thousand times at the chamber and at this event and that networking event, you have something to offer everybody you come in contact and you can give value to that person um, and learn from them as well. Right. Yeah. You know, more than you think you do. And because you know it, you take it for granted. Yes. You were talking about that copywriting issue. I call that the curse of knowledge. Like, dude, yes, exactly. You know, everything about plumbing. We get it. You and your dad started this company with two rubber bands and a piece of tape in 1929. (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Let's talk about you, your mission statement. Like, how are you serving people? What is this actual message? You know, and you you know too much about fittings and freaking copper and rubber. We don't know. We don't care. And neither does your client. (laughs) So let me tell you. Yes. Yes, (laughs) man. Yeah. You're getting into the weeds here, buddy. I love it. I love it. There's a place for keyword and SEO copy. And there's there's a place place for your about us page and your homepage. Yes. So tell us about, um, you have a podcast as well, strategic hype, and we're kind of like, uh, we still have listenership and you're about to get back into launching new episodes of that as well. What do you talk about on strategic hype? That's a great question. Um, so I started the podcast in 2018 during yeah. my mini meltdown and like it started as I was having conversations with women that I thought were important because I kept having the same conversation with different women. And I was like, we should just put mm. this where everybody can listen in. So it started out as like, uh, the and grace fills podcast, which is a play on my name, Andrea grace Fillmore. Yeah. And then it kind of evolved, uh, into more entrepreneurship and rebranded as strategic hype. And now we're about to get into really, really hunkering down and focusing on mission, everything mission related, because that really is, um, 
where the, where my expertise is. And somebody told me recently, it blew my mind, this genius of a man who I've connected with through Creative Mornings recently. His name is Michael. And he said, uh, you know, your skill is writing, but your expertise is mission. And if you always focus on the skill, you're going to miss out on maximizing the expertise. And I was like, mm. bro, one moment I need to like, <laughs> let my brain melt. <laughs> Can you say that again? Let me, okay. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, those moments. I've had several just kind of nudges in that direction. And people just tell me like, that's what you're passionate about. Nobody else is doing it. There's not really a mission statement thing that's happening. It's such a vast need because nobody yeah. cares anymore about that because they don't think about it. So yeah. that's where we're headed. Um, talking about mission vision. And then I've started slowly working on a book around the same topic as well. Okay, here we go with the book and the speaking and all you those know. things. Another part of entrepreneurship that eventually you will also do or be approached yes. to do is yeah. write your book so that you can have um, have all those um, all that extra credibility. That credibility and I mean, mm -hmm. taking your knowledge and sharing it with people is is everything. You've mentioned Creative Mornings a couple of times, and I don't know what this is, so maybe I need to know. Could you share what that is? Yes, Creative Mornings actually started in New York City, um, and it was just a gathering of creatives. And it spread to become an international phenomenon. So okay. it's right now the Oklahoma City chapter is on hold. They're looking for a new uh, host, um, but it's just a monthly gathering of creatives. And oh, I love that. I love it. They read a manifesto at the beginning and it'll supercharge you like nothing else. You'll be ready to punch the day in the face. But it's like yeah. the last line is everyone is welcome and everyone is creative. So it's just a welcoming space. There's a theme that every chapter around the globe uh, focuses on each month. And the rules are that a speaker comes in, no one gets paid, no one, you don't get to change sponsorship for speaking rights. So it's very yeah. organic. And then the speaker is given the topic. It's a local speaker has to be local. Um, so for instance, Sarah from Free Mom Hugs came and spoke at one recently um, this past winter, but you invite the speaker once they accept, they get the, the title, the theme, and they can do whatever they want with it. And it's so fun. Be creative like, with it. Yeah. And I, so many times I'm like, well, if I was speaking, I know what I would say, but what did they say? Like the theme one year was water. And I was like, who wants that? I don't want to, what, why would anyone want to bet this girl got up? Her name's Beck Barcosi. She crushed it. It was amazing. And I was like, how do you even think of that? Like, she's a painter. And I was like, you're on a different planet than me because yeah. I could never have connected that to anything. But it's just really, there's something really pure about the creative mornings because there's no agenda yeah. for attendees. Nobody's trying to sell you anything. We have sponsors that we talk about, you know, provide breakfast or whatever. But um, yeah, it's an international thing. You can go to creativemornings.com and look at nice. chapters all around. They have free field trips where you can, about anything you can imagine, whether you want to learn speaking or just you want to journal with people in silence. I mean, there's, it's crazy. Wow. So it's a I great organization. Yeah. It did a lot for me. It's, a, it's very near and dear to my heart actually. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. It does sound like an amazing, um, yeah, amazing group. I never thought I was creative. Like I, I knew I was weird and extroverted and all these things that I'm learning. Yeah. You, you're everyone. I love that mission. Everyone is creative, just a different way of thinking about something. Like you said, the water thing, you would have never put that together, but this person right. did. You're like, yeah. Okay. Do you know Jimmy Owens with design tunnel? Yes. I've met Jimmy. 
Yeah. He is that kind of guy for me. His, he operates at a different level, like a totally different mindset. Like I would have never thought of it. It's very good. Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I can't believe our time is literally just about up. Um, what, what do you want to not leave this podcast without saying, is there anything we haven't gotten to that you want to talk about? Ooh, the million dollar question. If I could say anything or discuss anything, I would say probably just always stay curious and give without agenda, serve without an agenda, because you will be surprised that the combination of those two things will change your whole trajectory in life. Yeah. I know we've already talked about those, but those are big in my heart is stay curious and just give it away. See what happens. I love it. Tell the audience where they can connect with you. If they're seeking a mission, uh, you know, for their business or their person or their offer, um, they need direction on that mission. How can they best connect with you and start that process? They, you can reach me at my address. It, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not giving my home address. Come um, on over. Come on over girl. Hey, the website is strategic hype.com. It is currently under construction, but it is still live. Um, awesome. you can find me at strategic hype on Instagram. And you can email me, Andrea, at strategic-hype.com. Awesome. So if you are out there and you are in business and you are needing clarity, which will, I promise you, that big capital C clarity word will propel your business forward more than you could ever imagine. So gain some clarity, work with Andrea, um, see what she can give you for your business because you will be amazed at what a great mission can do for you and your business. Thanks. And I want to tell everybody else to go listen to the rest of the episodes because they're really good. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Andrea, for being our guest and creating missions for people that move them forward. And thank you for being a queen that leads. Thanks, girl.